Hey, I'm Daniel, a political activist and campaigner turned management consultant turned coach. And this is PoliticWise, the podcast where politics meets personal development. Let's face it, it's easy to criticize those in politics. But being in politics is not an easy ride. And yet for many who make the leap, it's worth it. They can make a real difference. So how can we have both? How can we make a difference while at the same time showing up as the best version of ourselves? It's a question that's been with me for the last 20 years. First, when I started out as an activist leading an NGO, then when I did a PhD in politics, and later when I quit my job in consulting to help build up a political movement and run an election campaign. And today, as I coach young leaders who want to make a difference while staying true to themselves. I know the answers are out there, so join me on this podcast. We'll hear from political leaders, from psychologists, neuroscientists, philosophers about their findings and experiences. And together, we learn about the ideas, mindsets, and tools of wise people in politics and beyond. Let's go. My very first guest on the podcast is someone who has founded a political party in Germany. She was co-president of the European political party Volt Europa for two years. She ran for the German Bundestag. We've worked together in politics. She's a friend of mine. My guest is Valerie Sternbeck-Evani. And we talk about what Valerie learned from her early years in politics. We talk about the role of emotions in politics. And we're jumping now straight into the conversation where we talk about how it was like to start out in politics with a big political goal. And it was it was quite a bold thing to say back then, right? Because you were just a handful of people. And then to say, hey, in, in a few years' time, in two, three years' time, we want to be in the European Parliament. Yeah, it was, it was totally... Um... I mean, yeah, people didn't believe that we were that we were really thinking of achieving su such a thing. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was totally, how can I say, out of proportion. I mean, at, at the time in Germany, I think we were 20 people who, who were kind of interested in this and were <laughs> like, okay, let's let's see what happens. You know, we all feel like we should do something. So let's see how it turns out. Um, mm. But it was very much bold and um, yeah probably more than that to, to to think okay within two years we are going to create a party that can actually enter the European Parliament and there's something that you've mentioned quite quite a bit now you, you, you're speaking of doing right and it, it reminds me and I'm not just talking and 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 waving a flag and it reminds me of something that you actually said repeatedly at the, at the beginning and I still remember um, you said um, that what we needed was 90% doing, 10% talking. And, and you know, coming from a politician, you would expect the opposite. It's like 90% talking and 10% doing. And this is something you said at the very beginning. Do you still, do you still believe that? Is this, has anything changed about that for you? <laughs> I was actually heavily criticized for putting this out there because, and, and rightly so, I was criticized because people felt that democracy has a large part of talking and negotiation and talking and debating should always be a large part of uh, of democracy and and how we build consensus and how we um, form discourse and dialogue and etc um, but I think what I wanted to say was not that 
that talking and having a discourse and a discussion and forming informed opinion through through all of that was sort of redundant. This is not at all what I meant, but it, it was more a sense of, okay, I feel like there's so many ideas um, out there and there's so much there's already so many concrete proposals out there. Why can we not just turn those into action? And of course, maybe that came also from a bit of a nativity, how um, how complicated in the end things are in, in politics and in a democracy um, and, and maybe also in the European Union. But I think that nativity's uh, looking back was pretty good because we... Uh, and I and I really talk about us as a, as a movement, we didn't really look too much into what could potentially stop us, but we we more focused on what do we want to achieve and how, um, rather than the than the hurdles that that could potentially hold us back. And to me, what was important from day one was the doing in the sense of okay, you know, we we started with this huge idea to wanting to able the European Parliament, and we had to break it down into very small bites, which we of course didn't always achieve but into little tiny steps and how to get there and the first thing of course was always and continues to be uh, to build teams and to build a team you need to give people agency and to make feel like people can also have it make a difference and and do something that that will give them purpose and so this the sense of doing and acting and but always buying in, like always for a greater purpose. That that was something that I feel like I really wanted to pass on because it it was sort of given to me the the feeling of agency and that I was capable of taking my own destiny into my hands. And now you said that you set that goal for the European elections 2019. And if we fast forward a little bit to that moment in that year, 2019, um, you were you were president of the of a vault of the chapter in Germany, um, and and I was also involved in the campaign uh, for the European elections. And I remember there was this um, there was this one difficult moment uh, that uh, that that we all experienced in the team just shortly before election election day, and I and I think you. And I think you you know what what I'm referring to. Yeah, very much so. And <laughs> I, I was I also just had to smile because uh, because of your humble way of putting uh, putting it that you were also involved in the campaign when you were actually managing <laughs> it. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no that that moment definitely stuck with me. There was this uh, moment when we had managed to basically break the Valomat. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah um and uh and and take it down the website and maybe i can i can briefly yeah let, 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 <laughs> yeah let me briefly so so that's that's a really important uh voting tool or voting help in germany for uh, the elections so it's very popular a lot of people use it to respond to a range of questions and at the end they get a results which you know shows how how close are you to to a uh, to the to the parties the political parties so you get a score so um, and a lot of people base their decision at the ballot uh, on that and uh, now we thought back then that it was unfair to small parties the way it was structured uh, we did a 
I think the English term is injunction. So uh, essentially, the a court said we were right that the tool in its in its form back then um, was uh, was putting small parties at a disadvantage, and so they needed to correct that. And the agency, the Bundeszentrale für Politische Bildung, so it's an agency of the Interior Ministry, uh, they they said, well, well, we'll do that, but we need to take it offline. So shortly before the elections, this really important tool was offline, and we we were getting 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 a lot of attention for that, right? Because we were th those yeah initiating the whole thing, and yeah, and just briefly from a campaigning perspective, we we weren't aiming for it, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a dream come true, right? To have attention. Uh, but but at the same time, we were unused to getting a lot of attention. Yeah? And there was a lot of negative feedback as well. And so just putting that back to you, Valerie, is um, when you think back at the time, what what's still in your mind about that? Yeah. Um, I remember definitely the day when we as a board and I as a president gave the go because I remember our assessment. We were like, okay, you know, what could happen, you know, even if they give right. And we we're like, okay, the most likely outcome is that nothing will happen at all, that they will not even look into this deeper and they will simply refer back to us and be like, yeah, <laughs> guys come later. Um, and then we actually assessed the option that they were taking down the Valomat as a very slim, unlikely Uh, possibility so when they in the end did that they definitely did catch us off guard and what was then happening were a few things but I remember thousands of emails coming in um, because all of a sudden we were on the news uh, also in the Tagesschau, show um, with with uh, yeah being mentioned that Volt took down the Valomat I think even built the biggest German tabloid reported on us yeah target charges for listeners like primetime tv 8 p.m in Germany, yeah. <laughs> and we were yeah. watching the news also worth mentioning we did have a parallel project which was called project target show or something where we had tried to get into any kind of news and we had totally failed but this all of a sudden uh got us on the top uh news uh, stories of the country so um, yeah, what happened then? I, I, I remember very much that I knew that if we react, we have to react aligned. We have to keep saying the same things over and over and over again so people cannot twist our messaging and we don't go out with different messages and, um, uh, and people really understand why we did this because we didn't do it for a media stunt, which is what people said we did which was the reason why, but we really did this because we, we felt it was right. And so the first thing I remember was um, definitely to say, okay, let's, let's align on messaging. Let's get that straight and let's explain to people and take them along in this now very difficult journey for us um, as to what our reasons were. Um, so I remember that. And I remember that there was a lot of frustration within the different teams, within the campaign team, the comms team, and also in the legal team within the board, that there were definitely very different views on how we should proceed. What I remember as well is that there was, we had, there were definitely tears. There were definitely um, very heated discussions. Um, but in the end, what helped us was then to 
take a step back and say, okay, what is it that, um, that we can and want to achieve and how do we get there? And, and luckily we had very, very hardworking people. Um, and I think in the end we made the best out of, uh, out of, out of uh, a situation that we had never encountered before. So with a very inexperienced team and leadership and uh, with great learnings. Great learnings. And, and I, I also definitely, I don't remember the frustration, I, I, but I remember the, the heated discussions. You also said there were a lot of emails that you received and this was also stressful for you, right? Because you were, you were the president, right? You were, um, perhaps you felt a responsibility overall uh, for, for everything <laughs> that was going on in the campaign and, and for what, how, how did you deal with that? personally being in a, in a situation is diff that was certainly difficult yeah so it is it is hard for me to really really put myself back into what I felt at the time because I feel like so much has happened since and I did come out as a different person but um or it shaped me as a person but maybe this is also why I can share learnings now because I know how I handle these situations now and I, I'm sure that a situation like this had a lot to do with it so um, I think there were a few things so there was of course the sort of internal um, yeah uh, need and ambition of mine to make the team work together and not be frustrated but to come together and and be aligned on our next steps um, and then um and still turn it into hopefully a success story um, externally. And I think for that, I understood at some point like we need to move, the only way to do that is if we move together and to own, the, the only way to sort of unite is when you put all your emotions and feelings and maybe emotional triggers that people have pulled behind yourself and just look at it from a, in a perspective that, yeah, is I don't want to say neutral, but it is really about the bigger thing that is behind it and share that sense of purpose with everyone to align everyone again on that greater cause. It sounds a little bit spiritual maybe right now. No, but, I'm, I'm um, curious because uh, uh, for me, the question is how, you know, uh, because it's taking, saying, uh, taking that step back and being a bit neutral And uh, and at the same time, it's tough, right? It's emotional. I, I can guess for me, for me, I, I at least I, I felt <laughs> I felt the heated discussions back then. Um, and and so I'm just curious how how, um, how do you how do you manage yourself in that in that in that yeah tough 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 situation? Yeah, in the end, I think I think it is actually with what helps in every relationship that we have in life. Um, but of course, more so in extreme situations like this one is that in the end, uh, even if there is a heated discussion, even if emotions boil over, it only happens because we care and we really wanted to do something and it didn't happen for a certain reason or whatever. And, and so um, what I tried to do at the time was to, um, the, I remember that there were a few people who, all of a sudden were not trusting each other anymore or who were suspicious that they that 
they could really trust each other in a sense of, oh, does he really want what I want or she really do what I think is right, etc. Mm-hmm. And to then take the group to a level where you say, guys, we are here because we want to um, get the most votes we possibly can to enter the European Parliament because we really want to change Europe. And this is such a big task. It's bigger than anything else. And only because of that, you really care. So, and because of that, not only you care, but also all the other people at the table. This is the only reason why we are together in this room and why we are sacrificing all our free time to this uh, cause. So you can trust each other's motivations and intentions. Do we always do the right thing? No, but we also often have don't know what will follow a certain action. And um, But the, the least we can do is trust each other and communicate as much with each other as possible um, and help each other in that situation. And I think in the end, we managed to... Uh, rebuild this level of trust between maybe certain people so um within the board and and some and 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 some of the campaign team between the communications team and the legal team so all the people that we really needed to um to move forward and and then of course everyone put an enormous amount of work in once again a big effort um and maybe to to conclude what then happened uh in the end the, the Valomad went up again, I think, after a few days um, uh, because we had found a, I don't know how you say, uh, but we basically found a found a way to say, okay, you guys can do a quick fix that we are fine with now until the next elections. But we do insist that you really do a proper overhaul until the next elections. Um, and then you can put it up again and we are already, so to say, better placed than before. Um, at least that's how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it went up again. And that was very much part, this was very much the work of the legal team, while the communications team and campaign team kept saying why we had done this and why democracy needed people to fight for these kind of things like uh, equal chances and, and, and fairness in elections, etc. And so all of a sudden we, we had taken the discourse to another level internally and externally mm. um and and it, it, it turned out fine and i think in the end it was probably a big but but you're a better place to judge but a, a, a big building block on our on our success in these elections yeah. well that for sure that for sure and and now you know listening to you i really see this um what you said about shifting perspective i think really that that made a difference um so shifting the perspective away from what do I believe about this? What, you know, what do the others believe? And, you know, uh, are we all, or do we have the same opinions or interests here uh, to, to a different, different perspective of, you know, our, our ultimate goal. Um, but perhaps also I remember, you know, what's the right thing to do here? Um, do we really believe that this, this tool, which is really good, should be even better for voters to make an informed decision so uh, i can i can really see that uh, as as you explained now that shifting the perspective really made a difference yeah yeah maybe maybe to draw like because i think you were also meaning to kind of 
get to what what is like maybe my big learning or some big learnings mm -hmm. for me in, in politics and of course the difficult situations as well and uh, that probably create one of the major sh major shifts in, in oneself but um i feel like um we all as people have our we have our journeys and we have our emotions and thoughts and and all of these things and um and so we have a lot of trigger points as well and especially in politics um, which is something that is so personal and is and it is so related to our um, yeah our belief system uh, is what carries often a lot of emotions. So um, I feel like the the field of politics is definitely one where whether from internal or external you're always confronted with other people's and then with your own emotions. And how do you navigate that? Um, and I feel like I, I've, what I've, what I've learned, and I've not, I don't think it's a, it's something that I, you, I will, in general, people, but I think especially myself, I will ever completely achieve. But what I'm, what I'm trying to is to free myself of basically the, this, this noise of emotions, which just triggers reactions from oneself that are not. The best reactions one would hope for, for, for from oneself, <laughs> if that makes sense. But to instead, hopefully, always, or I try to come back to my own motivation, and I try to really question: Okay, is this because I really want to make change happen, or do I actually do this right now because I'm building? I want to build up my ego because I'm not gonna lie. Every like I have an ego, of course, and it wants to be nourished, and it's coming it's coming up once in a while and uh, it makes me do things that I'm later maybe not so proud of. And what I just try to do now is to sort of create an awareness system of when is it the ego that is coming up and is getting in front of my, let's say more pure motivations and um, yeah, ambitions for change. Yeah. So that, that sounds like a lot of um, first, like self-awareness, you know, knowing uh, you, you yourself <laughs> and, yeah. then ma and managing yourself. Yeah? It's like the, the quintessential emotional intelligence definition. Yeah, because I think otherwise it's so hard to not just, um, again, yeah, to have real impact or to have impact that is beyond, like that is, that is, yeah really there for the greater good but also to actually be a leader and to help people become if if you're not working on the best version of yourself how can you help others to do that and in the end i guess this is what we're trying to do especially also in politics yeah because you mentioned emotions like uh, and this is a massive topic and yeah? emotions in politics but if you if you could just complete the sentence uh two sentences actually one is emotions without uh, or politics without emotions is like or is and then uh, politics with emotions is you know how would you complete these sentences <laughs> okay um politics Tough. without emotions and that was that was really that was like my first intuition and i don't have a clue why <laughs> my first my first intuition was politics without emotions is boring um mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and politics with emotions is rough 
Um, and and that is a very emotional answer because I haven't overthought it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I think we're coming to um, uh, close, Valerie. Um, and you, you shared a lot of um, learnings already. Um, perhaps for you know for people who who are listening and who want to 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 get active, who might already be active but want to step it up, uh, perhaps run for office. Um, what 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 advice do you have and perhaps advice to your younger self right like the valerie that just started out what if you could meet her travel back in time what would you, what would you what would you tell her um there's probably a lot more and i'm and i'm shooting from the hip now but um i think first of all what is very important in 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 general i think but in especially also in politics is to um, have a network of people that you feel like you can trust and that are a safe space to you and that make you feel like you um, people that are not nourishing your ego but that are uh, turning out the best of yourself if that makes sense I feel like there's always people who help you achieve that and maybe others not so much and finding these people this, these allies really helps and and of course that only and it and, and and to me this is not really about judging it's more about um creating these this allyship with with people that are also driven by this greater cause that you believe in um is is really important and and uh i think it includes though that you don't cut yourself off you're you're you remain open and you really Talk with as many people as possible and you remain open also to of course increase your allyship or um the group of people that you trust in and get honest feedback um i think believe in yourself that you have an inner voice and an inner compass and that you maybe need sometimes a path to find it and then you lose it again but that this losing it will also get you on a path to refine it but trust that you have it um, and and work on knowing what that means in in on political issues. Like in the in the current world, we there's so much input coming from social media, from media in general, from all the things that are happening. That it's really hard to sometimes make yourself your mind up of what you believe or not believe in what you think of a certain thing. Um, and um, I think there are often gut feelings and to to look into why you have a certain gut feeling and to be fine with also saying, okay, this was an initial gut feeling. Now that I've thought about it more, I don't believe X, Y, or Z anymore. Um, but to follow it maybe and, and understand better where certain intuitions um, come from, something that helps understand yourself and yeah, really dive deeper in a topic. And I think lastly, I really, really believe that everyone has a voice and, and I hope everyone finds the empowerment to, to make his or her voice heard. But I also believe it's hard work and it should not be, for like sometimes having a voice is being uh, mistaken for having an opinion. And I think we all have lots of opinions, but really understanding and I think that's maybe related to my first point like what is that 
that inner, what is that voice that I have related to my compass? Um, and putting that work in also with understanding things through studying, through talking with people uh, is important. Fantastic. Valerie, thank you. Now, now, the, now the bells are ringing. And <laughs> now the bells are ringing. <laughs> it means it's 6 p.m. in Berlin. Um, thank you very much. Before we close, anything else um, I, I didn't ask, uh, I could have asked you, should have asked you? Um, no, not at all. I think the, the one last thing that came to mind is, um, of course, as a, as a young woman who uh, got involved in politics, I have to say I found it in... Um, It was amazing that the support that I received, especially because there aren't, there's still, still not enough women, so to say, represented in politics. And so I think if you are a woman um, and think about getting involved in politics, don't think further, but do it and, and find maybe a friend or someone who you, who you can run with. And um, I thought what was amazing was involved and um, especially also with people like you, Daniel, but many others, um, whereas that to find uh, as a woman, male allies who were empowering and who, yeah, uh, are helping us to maybe hopefully at some point get to uh, gender equality in politics. So maybe just finishing with that. Yeah. Valerie, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a fantastic conversation with you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the episode. Please share it with someone who might find it valuable as well. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover or a guest I should talk to, let me know. You can find out more on my website. Head over to politicwise.org. Until the next time.